Well, we meet again, old friends. How you doing? Coulter Nuanez coming to you late night on a Saturday night. You might be listening to this on a Sunday morning or on the Big Sky Breakdown Podcast Network, SkylineSportsMT.com. Appreciate you for being here. This is our ESPN College Game Day post-game show. I think, hopefully, at least in, in, in terms of your listens and downloads, it seems like it's a lot more valuable to you guys. Rather than coming post-game, following a live game that we covered, to rather give you a, a little post-evening update. So here we are, into the final game of the regular season, the final week of the regular season. Here's how the Big Sky Conference scoreboard looked. Sacramento State defeated Portland State 45-17 in Hillsboro, Oregon, that is. That was a uh, Friday night result for Sacramento State. They moved to 10-0 overall, 7-0 Big Sky Conference play. They remain in the mix for the number one overall seed, and uh, it's impossible to keep outing the Hornets. That's uh, now... Count them up, 22 Big Sky Conference wins in 23 Big Sky Conference contests since Troy Taylor took over. Uh, they have now won, uh, I think, 16 straight Big Sky Conference games. They went 8-0 last season after winning their final game in Big Sky Conference play in uh, 2019. And now they're 7-0 this year, so big time for Sac State, certainly in the mix. Northern Colorado, whoa, go for two. For the win against Northern Arizona. So uh, NAU comes back down to earth after pushing Montana State to the brink. The first weekend of November, Northern Colorado, they get their second conference victory of the season, third overall. And here we are going to the regular season finale, and Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado have identical records, 3-7 and seven overall, 2-5 and five in league play. That's crazy because I thought Northern Arizona was going to be a lot better. Northern Colorado has been so poor, so, man, uh, interesting result for sure, but good for Northern Colorado. Weaver State <laughs> covers the spread. Uh, they were 33 and a half point favorites. I was questioning that spread only because like 33 and a half is a lot. <laughs> and they win 45 7 over Idaho State. Uh, so a 38 point victory, as it were, uh, for Weaver State. And they're now certainly uh, into the playoffs. 8 and 2 overall, 5 and 2 in Big Sky Conference play. So Weaver will be a playoff team and uh, probably likely a seed out of the Big Sky Conference. Montana, a 63-7 victory over Eastern Washington. And Montana State, a 72-28 victory over Cal Poly. Uh, the total numbers may be a little bit of a surprise just because of how prolific they were. Jeez. But uh, the end result, not that surprising for the Montana schools. The one surprise in the Big Sky Conference, UC Davis, 44. Idaho, 26. So, Huge win for the Aggies. They have uh, now played their way back into playoff contention. They're six and four overall, five and two in Big Sky Conference play. Idaho also six and four overall, and five and two in Big Sky Conference play. The Vandals will play Idaho State next week, so they'll certainly have a bubble at least playoff resume. But that's all of a sudden a big loss by Idaho and a big win by UC Davis. They have a chance to spoil Sac State's perfect season and if they win that game they'll certainly be into the fcs playoffs so a big result there in moscow for the uc davis aggies espn college game day post game show in collaboration with skyline sports mt.com coulter nuanez 
coming to you late night on a Saturday or maybe early morning on a Sunday, no matter how you are listening in, whether it is on 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula or on the Big Sky Breakdown Podcast Network on Skyline Sports. Appreciate you for listening in. Uh, Montana, they get to... Four and three in Big Sky Conference play, seven and three overall. So the Grizzlies, I wouldn't say squarely upon the uh, FCS playoff bubble, rather inside the FCS playoff bubble. Part of that is just their overall quality as a team, just in terms of their talent, the the status that they have had within this season, some of the circumstances of their season, namely Lucas Johnson, the senior quarterback, missing some time. But he was back today, then he was out today, but it didn't matter. Montana absolutely rolled over Eastern Washington, 63-7. to The 604 yards of total offense for the Montana Grizzlies, the third highest total in school history. They also rushed for 337 yards. Uh, they had no trouble on the ground against Eastern, averaged 7.8 yards per carry. I mean, Nick Osmo had 150 yards from scrimmage before I even sat down in my seat, I feel like. Uh, the the bruising uh, running back, he scored a 45-yard touchdown to get the uh, game kicked off, a receiving touchdown, that is. Then he had an 80-yard rushing touchdown. That was on the fourth touch of the game. He had uh, an 80-yard rushing touchdown. He finished with 11 carries, 146 yards, three touchdowns. He also caught two passes for 63 more yards, so a whopping 249 yards from scrimmage and four total touchdowns for Nick Osmo, and uh, that was only part of the story. Daniel Britt came off the bench after Lucas Johnson went down with an injury late in the uh, first half, and uh, he looked dynamic as well. He was 8 of 11 passing for 67 yards, his 15-yard touchdown pass, to Cole Grossman helped push the advantage to 49 to 0 in behalf of Montana early in the uh, second half and Brett also rushed 8 times for 73 yards. Montana State a jaw dropping I would say and I said on this podcast on this radio segment and all week on my Nuanas Now 1029 ESPN radio show the Cal Poly was awful. That they'd given up. They had all the problems in the world, whether it's uh, a diminished level of talent, youth, lack of physical fortitude, or lack of effort. But it was on display again, and, and they did score 28 points. Montana State's defense continued to show vulnerabilities, but 554 yards rushing. Are you kidding me? Stupid. It's silly. Marquise Johnson, who is a backup wide receiver on the roster, that is, for the Bobcats, although he considers himself a little bit of a running back, a little bit of a wide receiver. Regardless, he's our starting kicker turner, and he's gotten a few carries and a few catches and whatever. Dude rushed for more than 100 yards in the first quarter. He had over 200 yards in the first half. He finishes with 13 carries for 242 yards and four touchdowns. 18.6 yards per carry. And guess what? He wasn't even Montana State's only 100-yard rusher. Garrett Kuhn, a walk-on, a former Gatorade Player of the Year from Wyoming. He goes 13 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown, 7.7 yards per tote. Elijah Elliott, 
Seven carries, 89 yards, a 49-yard long, 12.7 yards per carry. Tommy Mallott, four carries for 58 yards, a 61-yard long, ironically, 14.5 yards per carry. You take away the five carries for seven about yards that Montana State had, and their yards per carry goes even higher than the 10.3 they finished with. 54 carries, 554 yards. The most rushing yards in school history with a team that has a prolific, deep, rich tradition of running the football. Montana State's former single-game record, 463 yards on the ground. So they beat their all-time record by almost 100 yards. And uh, it was just ridiculous. The Bobcats didn't punt. Played exceptionally well in the run game. They played exceptionally well offensively in terms of spreading the ball around. They gave up 28 points and 408 yards of total offense to Cal Poly. Big plays haunted them for sure. Uh, Johnny Cuevas went over 100 yards receiving for the Mustangs. Spencer Brash threw for 275 yards and a pair of touchdowns. But, I mean, <laughs> when he scored 20 more points in the first quarter, that's the a top five total in, in school history. 27 points in the second quarter. That is also a top five single quarter total in school history. So the Cats were up 51-14 at halftime. Then they scored on their first two possessions of the second half as well, and they get to 72 points, 744 yards of total offense. Just amazing. It's hard to even gauge if it's Cal Poly being terrible on defense or the Cats being excellent on offense. I thought it was a combination of both. And uh, I think more than anything, Cal Poly, they're ready to be done this year. I, uh, I can't believe how far they've fallen. They're not even close. They've regressed severely. Uh under this new coaching staff. I know there's a lot of factors that go into it. I think they will get it on track, but it ain't good right now. And that was a, uh, a beatdown of all beatdowns by Montana State, a statement win going into the rivalry game. And uh, both these teams, I don't think a coincidence, I think the Grizz and the Cats, they both rolled it up, rang it up, rung it up, because they know that they have each other coming up on the horizon. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com Slash apply. All right, let's talk three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. We'll go back and forth. This is ESPN College Game Day post-game show on ESPN Radio, as well as on the uh, Big Sky Breakdown podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. Number one big thing about the Grizz. Hard to gauge, given their last two opponents, just how much the Grizz turned the corner. But I today, after they were up 28 nothing, I was like, man, Eastern's terrible. Let's truly analyze these schematics, this execution. And again, grain of salt a little bit because the opponent is not good. But the Grizz run game looks a lot better, and their ability to operate and get in and out of their sets offensively, make checks at the line of scrimmage, just play fluidly. It looks way better with Lucas Johnson at the helm. Is he going to be back? I don't know. But Daniel Britt seemed to be capable as well, and it actually makes you wonder 
Uh, if Britt was the guy all along, if Montana would have had a better chance against Sacramento State when they lost in overtime after Lucas Johnson got knocked out, if they would have had a better chance when they went to Weaver State and only got 114 yards of total offense, only two first downs in the second half. But none of that matters now. Uh, yet I thought that the Grizz run game specifically looks a lot better. They're still without Patrick O'Connell defensively, and they executed well on defenses as well. But the star of the day, the story of the day, the Grizz run game. Nick Osmo continued to emerge as a go-to ball carrier there for the Grizzlies, and Montana running the ball with authority. 412 yards rushing against Cal Poly, 337 yards rushing against Eastern Washington. 43 carries, 337 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. Impressive for the Montana Grizzlies. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Aaron Best, the Eastern Washington head coach, he said on Nuana's Now, my daily radio show, he said on Friday, which, by the way, you can find Nuana's Now live, 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television live, and the ESPN MT app live and archived from 4 to 6 Monday through Friday. You can also find it on the Nuana's Now podcast. Aaron Best said that no matter what the – personnel or the dynamic of the game or any of that stuff looked like for the Montana Grizzlies that he didn't ever expect Bobby Howe to delineate from his formula for success and that's play physical defense run the football again I don't know how much progress the Grizz run game has made overall I do I, I will say this it has certainly made progress they've gotten better Lucas Johnson gets them in the right run plays Nick Osmo has certainly been a rising star the offensive line is blocking a lot better Journey Grimsrud, the redshirt freshman who's a converted defensive lineman, him playing at right guard and Hunter McGinnis being able to play on the left side has helped Montana as well. And so has been uh, so has been going up against Cal Poly and Eastern Washington. So uh, a lot to analyze here for sure. Here's Bobby Houck on the Grizz run game uh, over the last two weeks, setting the stage for the end of November. Well, it was a great, uh, great job by our players and our assistant coaches, first of all, and you know, I just heard the 124 straight uh, points deal. That's uh, makes a little bit of a statement there on on uh, who these guys in our locker room are. And I just thought it was a great effort today, offense, defense, kicking. Uh, I think everybody got to play. Punter even got in once today, unlike last week. So um, you know, it was just a uh, an outstanding effort. Uh, by our guys to go out and take that win, throw the punches early, go just flat go after them. Um, and I guess if I was going to summarize it, I'd just say that the reports of the demise of the Montana Grizzlies were greatly exaggerated. Coach, similar question for you. What what has got into the success of the run game the last couple of weeks? Uh, I think I think some of it is, uh, in particular, in the RPO game where we've been able to hit the hit the passes, and then they've had to 
light in the box on us. So that's helped. Uh, I think we're playing better up front and at running back. And I don't know, maybe we're calling it better too, but I, I think it's I think it's more of just the execution's been improved and our offensive line isn't greatly experienced and not very veteran. So I would expect them to be playing their best football of the year right now. And After the Grizz ran for 412 yards on Cal Poly last week, I texted my brother, Brooks Nuanas, com to ask him what he thought the over-under would be for the Cat rushing yard total. Only tongue-in-cheek because the Cats are the second-leading rushing offense in the country. They are the top rushing offense that doesn't run the triple option. The only team that runs... For more yards per game than Montana State's Davidson, and they were on the triple option in the Pioneer League. So, valid question. The Grizz, who'd been okay running the ball, they put up 400 yards, 412 yards to be exact, yards rushing against Cal Poly. I asked Brooks, I said, what's the over-under for, for Montana State rushing yards against Cal Poly? Is it 550, honestly? little naive of a comment and a little exaggerative of a comment because Montana State's single-game uh, record, 463 yards on the ground. But guess what? They still did it and all, by almost 100 yards. 554 yards rushing for the Cats. Here's Brent Vegan on what makes the run game go. They put a receiver back there. I know that Marquis Johnson fancies himself as a running back because he was kind of one in high school, and he is kind of one now. He's played some this year. Let's just call him a weapon. What a weapon he was. Uh, unbelievable performance by Marquis Johnson. And uh, they, they must have had something on film and what Cal Poly was going to give him in the run game, especially on the perimeter Marky Johnson, 13 carries, 242 yards, four touchdowns, 18.6 yards per carry. Most of that came in the first half as Montana State scored 51, count them 51 points before halftime. Here's Marky Johnson on Montana State's rushing performance. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> you said earlier this season, you know, every every time you touch the ball, you expect to score. That happened a lot tonight. What was it like to find the end zone? Not once, twice, but three, four times tonight. Uh, it's a weird feeling, to be honest. Uh, coming into this game, I was really just more focused and more concerned on trying to get another KOR return. Haven't had that since Oregon State. So just trying to show the world that uh, I'm not just a, a, a one-hit wonder, I guess. Um, but after the second one, it was like... I'm kind of getting in my groove, and after the third one, I was like, okay, like, can I go again? And then the fourth one came, and I was like, all right, this is getting out of hand. So, um, but I was definitely trying to go for the fifth one, but uh, I was I was just grateful for my blocks, to be honest, just the linemen uh, doing their jobs. Uh, the coaches having uh, the trust in me as well. You know, we had a good week of preparation and practice, so I'm just excited. I'm grateful. Yeah, you guys, you guys set a new program record tonight rushing. Right? There's you, Elijah, Garrett, Tommy. I mean, what, what does this kind of say about this team's rushing attack to put this performance on display tonight? I think it's just the fact that anybody we have on this team can run the ball. Um, I'm a receiver at heart, uh, well, running back at heart, but I play receiver here. So just having me in the backfield uh, means a lot. Quarterbacks are rushing, the actual running backs are rushing. So it just means that we have, a, 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 I guess, a, a great staff that knows how to utilize players. Favorite play, favorite moment of the night for you? 
I don't know. I had four of them, I guess. <laughs> it was all good. Uh, I can't really pick one. Uh, anytime I get into the end zone, anytime I touch the ball, honestly, because this game is short, you never know how long you got. So um, anytime I'm on the field, I'm grateful, especially coming from my situation of not playing too much. So I'm just in a great position. You know, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. Montana went up 35-0 midway through the third quarter against Eastern Washington. And I can't remember uh, if it was their fifth touchdown or their sixth touchdown, but somewhere in that mix, Lucas Johnson, the senior quarter for the senior quarterback, senior quarterback for the Grizzlies, went down uh, with what appeared to be a lower leg injury. And he would not return. He was spotted on the sidelines on crutches. I know now it's rivalry week, so uh, panic at the disco. A lot of Grizz fans, uh, excuse me, a lot of Cat fans, a lot of Cat fans think that is uh, blasphemy, that that's a, uh, a pawn deception at its finest, regardless. Right. He went out. He did not return. Daniel Britt, who a certain uh, friend group, <laughs> uh, who I have group text with. I don't know if they ever listen to this podcast. They certainly listen to my daily radio show. But uh, <laughs> regardless, Daniel Britt. They're big Daniel Britt fans. The Grizz Fan Podcast. That's who I'm talking about. They love Daniel Britt. And Daniel Britt looked good. Uh, his First possession of the second half, engineered a touchdown drive, 15-yard touchdown strike to Cole Grossman. He also rushed eight times for 73 yards, including a 22-yard touchdown run. That one put Montana up 56-0. to Here's Bobby Elk on retro freshman quarterback Daniel Britt. Uh, he did a good job. Um, I'd be anxious to see the film, see uh, you know what his error percentage was. Uh, but uh, you know he did a good job. I I I, uh, I was impressed with him and happy for him to get in there and have some success. A collection of senior football players for the Montana Grizzlies. By the way, is our ESPN College Game Day post game podcast slash review. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Whether you're listening on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, or on ESPN Radio, late night or early morning or mid-morning or whatever it might be. We appreciate you for tuning in. A collection of Montana Grizz seniors play their final, at least guaranteed, home game of their football careers, including cornerback Jaden Dawson, a transfer from Idaho State, Justin Ford, a second-year Grizzly who was a transfer from Louisville before last year. Lucas Johnson, super senior, seventh-year senior, graduate transfer from San Diego State. Robbie Houck, who transferred from Northern Arizona but is a four-year starter at the University of Montana, the son of head coach Bobby Houck. Malik Flowers, the all-time leading kick return touchdowns man 
in Grizz football history. His six kick return touchdowns, second most in Big Sky Conference history, second most in FCS history, trailing only Rashid Shahid from Weber State. Marcus Wildo, a Helena Capital product, a walk-on who rose up to become an all-conference player and the bearer of Montana's vaunted number 37 jersey. Derry Todd, who is a graduate transfer from Michigan State, who's in his second year with the Grizzlies. Michael Matthews, a reserve linebacker from Camas, Washington, who's been great when called upon. Alex Herbert, who's actually only a sophomore eligibility-wise, but he's earning his degree. Young man that was born without half of an arm and uh, made his way on the Division One level. Got into the game each of the last two weeks uh, to the joy and glee of uh, everybody on the Montana roster. Chris Walker, a transfer from Nebraska, offensive line starter. Patrick O'Connell, who did not play for the second straight week, but a Buck Buchanan Award finalist and All-American outside linebacker out of Kalispell. Mitch Roberts, a Missoula product, who is a wide receiver, three-year starter. There at wide receiver, former Missoula Sentinel quarterback. Nico Ramos, a transfer from Cal. And Eli Alford, a four-year guy at Montana, two-year rotational guy there at defensive tackle. Gets a ton of reps. And, uh, all-around great guy. All these guys, pretty all-around great guys. And Robbie Alka agrees. the Montana senior captain safety, talked about senior day right after the game. Robbie, what can you say about the defensive performance, but also just your guys' ability to bounce back these last uh, couple weeks? Because like uh, Coach was saying, I mean, 124 to nothing, pretty <clears throat> dominant after the three-game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Each week, uh, our coaches give us a great game plan and prepare us so well uh, to perform out on the field. And I think it really kind of comes down to us just playing better. Um, we've we've been able to hit a stride here um, the past couple weeks and just perform our game plans and play better. Um, you know, the I wish that streak was still going on the unanswered points. Uh, um, but it's great to great to be two and zero in November, and um, we just got to keep keep playing and executing our game plans. Robbie's senior day today, obviously for you guys, and um, I guess this first question is just what was you know that moment like being celebrated with a lot of other guys, including Alex, and just getting that moment for you guys before the game. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of cliche to say, but it's amazing how fast it all goes. Uh, to be able to go out on senior day, that's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know, I can't even put words to it. It's a surreal moment, and uh, I love our team. I wouldn't want uh, anybody else in our locker room and um, this group of seniors has been battling so hard for the past five years, six years. And, um, you know, we've, we've been through it all and it's, it's, it's really special. And, you know, like a guy like Alex uh, to be uh, recognized today as well. I love that guy. And um, I'm excited to see, see what he does in the future. And um, just, I'm just, I love my team and it, it was a special moment. Kind of cool, too, because obviously you were the last one to come out of the tunnel. Long hug with uh, your dad here. Just, you know, what was that moment like for you guys just to be able to share that? You know, and I'm sure you guys maybe thought about it before, but, you know, to get that moment, what was that like? <laughs> Honestly, I had, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I didn't even, I haven't really thought about anything like that till that moment, you know, potentially being a, being a last home game and, you know, the clock's ticking, you know, you never know when the last time you're going to put these shoulder pads on. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, a it was a 
special moment. You know, I can't put words to it, but uh, something I'll definitely remember forever. And now here we are into rivalry week. Montana State 7-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. 9-0 and against FCS opponents. 9-1 and overall, the number three team in the country. They have an opportunity to, at the very least, share the Big Sky Conference title with Sacramento State if they can get a win over Montana in Bozeman this upcoming weekend. Here's Brent Vegan on where his team's at and the rivalry. I think we still have a mark that we haven't hit yet. I think we still have the capacity to get better. Um, I think our guys see that. You know, I, I know... Uh, you know, with all that's at stake next week, and we're going to have to play better. Um, but tonight was at least a step in that direction. Um, you know, in games like last week, uh, they harden you. You know, and, and I, I do think uh, you find a way out of those games. It's it can be a positive. I think we learned a lot from that with uh, you know with with getting a win. Um, so tonight to make it a little easier on ourselves was was what we needed, and uh, thankfully we did that. You feel? What is that mark? Well, that mark is being our best uh, in December, you know, um, and to win in December, you need to be playing your best football, and I can't say I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I mean, it's 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 offense staying on the field, it's defense getting stops, it's great turnovers, it's not, uh, it's not turning over ourselves, and I, I think we, we have that within us, um, you know, and, and I think we're chasing it, and uh, we, need to, we need to get it, I know, uh, sooner than later. In Montana? They're now 4-3 and three in Big Sky Conference play. They have two resounding victories, more than 120 consecutive points over Cal Poly and Eastern Washington. And uh, they're 6-3 and three overall. They are right there on the playoff. 7-3 well, and three overall, excuse me. They are 7-3 and three overall, and they are now inside the playoff bubble. This is what Bobby Halk had to say about the 121st rendition of the greatest rivalry in college football. Hopefully that, that keeps going. Yeah, AJ, I know, you know, wins like this, you take time and enjoy it and move on to the next one. Do you maybe move on to the next one a little quicker uh, with the opponent up next? How, how, does, how does that go? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy this one. You guys are, you're beauty reigns. How about you let us enjoy? We just beat Easter 63-7. I mean, for God's sake, like eight hours maybe? But we'll, uh, we'll enjoy this one. We haven't watched them yet, so we don't know much about them. Um, They'll have our full attention starting tomorrow, Monday, when we get back into to practice. But uh, we're we're aware that it's the rivalry game next week. Bobby, what are the key factors to getting the team rolling in November? Well, we do we do a lot of things um, to try to point to that. You know, there's it's sort of like what he just said. There's no one formula that's absolute, but we try to play a lot of guys early. Um, we try to temper our practices a bit uh, the later in the season we get, um, the length of things we do, how much mental versus how much physical. I mean, all those things we try to do. And then, you know, we just always are pointing to November around here. It's Maybe it costs us in October. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you for tagging along, hanging out coming with us ESPN College Game Day post game as well as SkylineSportsMT.com a post game iteration of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast we'll be back at it on Monday for the Montana Football Hour and then all week long the greatest rivalry in college football Montana at Montana State 121st rendition of it full coverage SkylineSportsMT.com and ESPNMT 
Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.